This is High School Not So Much a Musical, a podcast that takes you on a ride through the peaks and valleys of a high school journey. Here are your presenters, Nitin Jalodanki and Ayush Agarwal. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of High School Not So Much Musical. Today, we're joined with Mr. Solomon Timothy, who is an entrepreneur that's created multiple businesses such as One, IMS, and ClickX. So, Mr. Timothy, if you could talk a little bit, you know, about your entrepreneurial ventures, how you got started with entrepreneurship, et cetera, that'd be great. Absolutely, guys. Thanks for having me. Super fired up. I love talking to entrepreneurs. I've never probably had entrepreneurs uh, as old as you guys are. So kudos for being a podcast host, getting in early. Um, I probably think one of my advantages uh, was also that I got in really early. Um, the day after I graduated college, I started a business, um, not knowing much about what I was going to accomplish, not knowing how it was going to work out, not knowing where I was going to get my customers. I knew that I wanted to do something, you know what I'm saying? So, um, I started our first agency. It wasn't even called one IMS that was named after that, after I learned what's really happening. Um, we started an agency. And uh, we started to get customers. It was much more creative. Back in the day, at that time, it's about 15 years ago, websites was was like a big deal. People didn't even have websites, domain names. You didn't even have, a, you didn't even know how to register a domain name. GoDaddy got really popular way after. So my job was to build those really basic, and I'm telling you, it wasn't even fancy websites to help those business owners that knew that this was the future. Um, so that would be kind of like the beginning point. Um, I'm not sure if that kind of helps you and you need to dive a little deeper. Gabby, can you hear me? Sorry about that. So no that gives us a really good understanding of, you know, what exactly you do in terms of uh, the entrepreneurship side. So we can actually go into each of your businesses now and talk a little bit about what, how exactly you got started with them, et cetera. So if you want to start off with, you know, out of your, out of both of your businesses, which one, you know, you started first or which one, you know, you focus more of your time on, et cetera. That'd be Absolutely. So we started one IMS, um, to really help, I guess, to fill the gap of what businesses really don't know what they're doing. Right. So when it, when it comes to marketing, they're really good at the thing that they do. They're really good at their business. But what they're not really good at is how do you get more customers through the doors? Um, so <laughs> our job uh, has been to fill that gap of lead generation and customer acquisition. And we scaled it. Uh, we scaled it to the point where we had pretty much a, a, a much larger market, you know, market of Chicago, how much Chicago in. and beyond that we built all the systems that you need to grow and scale an agency um, so being kind of like my first time doing it i went and consulted with a lot of consulting companies individual people that are in the business coaches consultants pretty much to scale companies they flip companies they're all that cool stuff i said can you help me do the exact same thing so we built all of that framework and clickx is a product of that so what we built for ourselves we later started to sell as a software and that is how clickx was born so clickx would have never been born had i not had first-hand experience 
doing the things, being an entrepreneur, learning how to get customers, how do you onboard a customer, how do you scale their marketing? And so it just sort of became a natural progression, if that makes sense. Yeah, wait, so like I completely understand like one IMS, but like I'm a little iffy on what ClickX does. So is ClickX helping helping them with marketing like it's sort of like a general aspect or is it building websites for them? Great question. So ClickX doesn't do any of that. We're actually an agency for agencies. So our customers at ClickX are actually agencies, if that makes sense. So we work with agencies to scale their agencies. We don't okay, work yeah, with yeah. small businesses at ClickX. That's what, what our first company did. That's how I learned. So scaling the business is kind of how we became what we are today, which is how do I help another agency go through the exact same process of scaling? How do they pick a niche? How do they build offers? How do they how do they market themselves? How do they generate leads and how do they do fulfillment? All of that is what ClickX is in the business of today. Okay, okay. And basically because like the primary listeners of our podcast are high schoolers and we're trying yep. to show them like out there in the world, like obviously a marketing agency is like a really great job that these high schoolers could go and like fulfill in the future. So yep. what do you think would be like some of the most key skills you need to be successful in a marketing? Great question. So I don't think you could ever start early in my opinion. And one of the programs that we have at ClickX is for people that are just starting out, just so you know. Um, I helped uh, a college student in Canada get their agency up and running. Literally, he had probably less than $1,000 to get started, just so you know. So it doesn't matter where you are. If you're listening to me, you can start any anytime and scale it as you go. The second part of what we do here at ClickX is existing agencies coming to us <clears throat> and scaling up, getting more customers growing. That's the second piece. So what are the skill set that you need to have as a, a student trying to get into this business um, i would say the biggest thing that you need to have is a passion and our core values is people passion performance you got to have a passion for this field it's really not meant for somebody and, and this is probably every you know every one of you guys gen y is that what you would call you guys or is there another one is that you guys that gen y gen z gen z you guys are gen z, gen z yeah. right okay yeah so it's just being a digital native, right? So everything that's, everything that I'm touching is all driven by Google, Facebook, LinkedIn. And it's for those of you that really know how to work that. Um, if you're really good at scaling an Instagram account, you're gonna be able to take some of the same skills and apply it to businesses and help them scale. So I would say being a digital native and also really being interested, <clears throat> really being interested and being passionate about this field. So one of the questions that I had for you was, I'm very into entrepreneurship, as I used said, and I actually founded my first business at the age of 13. So in the summer of 2020, and one of the things that I, one of the problems that I encountered a lot was that we were focused on a market that we simply did not have access to. And it was a product that we neither were, we neither, we neither were equipped with the knowledge or we had the ability to actually provide. So yep. that's when we decided to do a pivot, which is something that a lot of businesses go through. Yep. And I was wondering if ClickX or IMS went through pivot stages, even if it was a very, very small one. So if you could describe one of like the biggest pivots that you made and the FX that it had on the business, that would be great. Yeah, it's a great question. I don't think you can be in business today and not pivot. And if you don't pivot, what happens is you become a blockbuster, right? Um, and you don't want to be that. 
So we've definitely pivoted a lot um, at ClickX. When we first started, we knew we were going to be a software company. That was a thing. We needed something that a tool that somebody can buy for a hundred bucks a month that can do enormous amount of things that you couldn't do with a hundred dollars. Does that make sense? If, if I give you a hundred bucks, can you do all these things? You couldn't because you need tech and you need developers and systems. So when we first set out to do it, um, we were a software, but we were mostly a software for small businesses because that's the world I was living in. Right. And then over time we became a software for agencies because what we were doing for the small businesses, agencies started to take note and they said, Hey, can I like use your tool for my clients? Can I, can I do this? Can, can you like do this? Can you add this feature? And we're like, wow, it was like, there's another user for our tool. Um, and that became sort of like, like, should we worry about that? Should we add these features? Should we do it? And eventually the users that are agencies became bigger than the users that are small businesses, if that makes sense. So we just said, screw it. We're pivoting to agencies because that's clearly where the bigger need is, or there's an unmet, right? There's people that are, have some unmet, you know, business are so like, all right, cool. So that's how we pivoted from being a, a SaaS platform for small businesses. By the way, I don't think they would be able to use our platform just because they don't know enough about marketing. Um, so agencies find it quite easy because they know exactly what they're trying to accomplish. It was something that we had to, we learned, we didn't know. So great question. Right before oh, this. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead, Rishi. <laughs> So like right before this, when I asked you like, what are the key, what, like what skills do you need to like have to be able to work in a marketing agency? You said it was, you need to have passion and like good, um, good knowledge with technology. So, um, and I feel like almost everyone nowadays has like a LinkedIn and like a LinkedIn is a way to market yourself. Yep. And like um, one IMS markets entire company. So I wanted to know if there was like any similarities between like marketing for one person or marketing yourself and marketing like a whole group of people as a company yeah i i i think everything kind of comes back to a personal brand um but you definitely i mean we don't work with individuals at one ims we're dealing with a company right we're trying to help the company grow uh, but there's a there's a an element of personal branding because we always want to brand the ceo um, so there's some of that but then ceo isn't out there uh, trying to acquire the business. It's the, the business itself, right? The lead generation, their funnels and things like that. Um, it's, I would say it's very, very different to market a company than it is to market a person. Uh, you would only market a person if the business was the person, right? Like a, a coach, uh, like a Tony Robbins or something like that. Then that's the person that you're trying to sell. But even then you're still selling the company that he's leading. I don't know if that makes sense, right? So it's it's still a company, it's still an entity. Everybody's a brand. I'm a brand, you're a brand. Um, this podcast is a brand, but if you are the brand, then you would market yourself just like we would do on a company. The, 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 the functionalities uh, or the, fro the formula, the framework is the same, whether you're trying to promote a person or a company, it doesn't really matter. All right, where's your questions, boys? Fire them up. Fire them. Okay, so I guess so, one of the questions... Yeah, go ahead, Ayush. Then if you have a question, go for it. Okay, so one of the questions that I had was, 
so you've described that your business was a was a SaaS or software as a service. So what is the way that so for me personally, when I was growing my business, it was very easy for me to kind of show this is the I had a physical product. So I'm saying that this is my physical product. This is what it does. But when it comes to marketing a service, how exactly do you show the end user of the product how your business or your product is going to help them? Because service is something you need to like spend time working with. But a product you can see right off the bat the yeah. benefits that it's going to provide to you. So how exactly did you market ClickX to potential customers? Yeah, I mean, I think I think once you understand marketing, uh, it's the same concept, as I said, for a product or service. So I'm going to give you an example of a service. So marketing is a service, right? Yes, agree? Marketing is a service. So how do you, how do you promote the service? We don't start by saying, hey, um, you should get this service, we don't say, hey, you should buy search engine optimization or you should buy Facebook ads. What we're trying to do is solve the problem, the business problem. You see, they don't really care what product they use to solve the problem as long as they can solve the problem. So for us, the problem that we were solving is that businesses that we're working with, they didn't have leads. They don't have customers. Like, how do I help them solve that? So our product or our service became the vehicle that we use to help them solve the problem. So we're never talking about the product. The product is actually relevant. What's really relevant is, can I help them solve this problem? Does that make sense? So whether you take an individual person brand or a company or software, all, everything that we're doing is what problem are we solving? So ClickX solves the problem of agencies looking to scale. Does that help you guys? That's the problem, the vehicle it's the tool, the software, our coaching, we have resources, we have all this other stuff. But what we're trying to do is something that they can't do, they haven't figured out how to do. And that's what we're selling. Is that helpful? Yeah, and I think one way we could describe this to the high schoolers listening, if they're having trouble understanding it, it's like ClickX is sort of, or it's like a marketing agency that helps companies. But many, uh, many of us high schoolers, we have like college counselors to help us market ourselves to colleges. Yes. So look, the question I had is, is it, is it like, how does the whole process work? Is it like, like meeting based or are they actually meeting with physical or actual humans or actual agents? Or is it sort of like a, oh, you know, you have a, like a meeting a couple of months or a couple of times every month. And then like yep. you go your own ways. Yeah. So right. again, ClickX deals with agencies. Remember that. We don't deal with the businesses. We help the agencies. Yeah. So first of good. So the way that we do that is through the software and we have resources like templates and downloads and things like that. And there's calls that we do with them. We help them generate leads. We help them with fulfillment so that they can grow without hiring more people. There's so many things that we do to help them achieve that goal. If that makes sense. Does that, does that kind of give you a good idea? It's not one particular thing. It's all of those things put together is how they actually go and scale their company. Yeah, and I think that gives the listeners also a good understanding of what exactly ClickX does. Uh, yeah. And the specific question I had was, you know, we hear of all these entrepreneurs working like, like 16 plus hours a day, working like 100 plus hours weeks. Uh, now, you yourself as an entrepreneur, yeah. you must have had to go through that tiring process of constant work, constant work, constant work. So if you could talk a little bit, you know, about 
how much is really the workload for your businesses particularly and another thing is uh what what does the day in the life look like for you sure. you know um That's in terms questions. of being an Let's entrepreneur try to break down one at a time uh the workload it's a great question i don't know what your work ethic is like or what you all want to work um the amount of work i put in versus what i tell my agency owners to put in are completely different in fact my job is to give them freedom to not have to work as much because the systems that they're going to be using the tools and the resources is going to give them time back does that make sense that's a it's a different thing i'm not going to ask them to work 18 hours a day and not have a life that's not going to be good do they want to go and do more things do they want to work more hours it's completely up to them in fact i wouldn't be solving any problem if they're working 16 hours and they don't know how to scale they come to me and i, I ask them to work 18 hours like that's not good i got to save them time so if they're trying to scale they got to do less things not more things like so that's one thing um so i hope that that kind of is helpful for you i work a lot of hours because i just enjoy what i do i actually don't even call it work all right so for me it's a different thing it's like it's my passion i enjoy it i enjoy teaching i'm here to kind of impart some wisdom to you guys and hopefully you guys do some big stuff and say man i learned this from solomon you know what i mean i learned this from from somebody that you interviewed so like i work a lot of hours and this is it is what it is i've been doing it for so long but a lot of entrepreneurs just can't do that because they get burned out and sadly they just quit right um so you got to figure out what's good for you and you deal with that all right so don't ever go into it thinking that i'm going to work 100 hours because by third week you're toast you're done that's not really healthy and a lot of entrepreneurs burn out so there's the good balance you got to figure out what's good for you and if you want to put in more that's up to you but i'm definitely not here to especially the way that we talk to our partners is like we need them to have much more freedom and choice like they need to not have to work the choice of not having to do is great that's what i would love to offer our partners right so if you're doing a service and you're trying to help your customers hopefully they're not going to have to buy your service and work a bunch of hours they would hate your service they want to save the time so that's one thing um you wanted to talk about the day in the life tell me more of that question so i really really understand the question yeah so you know i think vlogging has been a huge industry lately both on youtube and other platforms where essentially people kind of go through what exactly they do on a day-to-day -day basis so I was kind of wondering, you know, what, what, what does that day-to-day -day basis look like for you? And yeah, how much I mean, does it really vary day-to-day? -day? It does vary a lot. I can tell you one thing that I've never had two days of the same thing. Um, that would be me being an accountant and I'm not an accountant. Yeah, I didn't choose that because I kind of don't, I would get bored really fast. So for me, I think what's really, what my day looks like is much more um, meetings with our partners uh, meetings with our software development team, meetings with our marketing team uh, to make sure those things that we're trying to push are all happening. So I spent a lot of time um, talking to our customers, uh, whether it's through our Facebook group or on Slack or anything. We want to have as much direct interaction with who's consuming our product and who is a potential customer of our product. So I spend a lot of time gathering information because we choose to do that so a lot of my day is just learning 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 so that we can take that knowledge and go in, you know 
you know, build systems and process and tools and resources, because if somebody's hurting, chances are somebody else is hurting with that same thing. Um, so I would say about 90% of my day is variable activities because this thing is different from day to day. So there's group calls, there's one-on-one -on -one calls, there's, there's constantly uh, new things that we can be learning. That's because I choose to, because I love what I do. Um, but other than that, there's some, basically there's some, there's some, probably some sales some content creation, things like that. Uh, those are the variable part, but me getting over here and then whenever I choose to leave, it's completely different from day to day. You really need to get a video crew out here and vlog it. I'm serious. <laughs> it is insane uh, what we try to accomplish. But the reason we do that is we're in an extremely dynamic space. Does that make sense? So the challenges that our partners were facing pre-pandemic are not the challenges that they're facing right now. So when we're overlooking our market and our customers, we got to figure out, look, how do I set them up for success for the next 10 years, not for the 10 months? So I think we have a different challenge that we're trying to fix than most companies out there. They're just trying to put more products on the shelf and get customers to buy. We're trying to lead a whole entire industry, which is a very time consuming activity. I really like what you said about how, if you were to say, okay, I'm going to go and put in a hundred hours each week, but then by the third week, you would be completely burned out and you would hate your job. Um, and I feel like a lot of high schoolers can really relate to that because on our podcast, we've brought on a lot of like people, a lot of people who have specialized in mental health. And they've always told us about the key of implementing like health, uh, healthy life habits into your lifestyle, like in, in moderation, like you want to take stuff in small steps. So the question I had for you was like, if you could like sort of paint a timeline for the listeners and for us, like how long did it take for you to get successful or to get to this? to get to this moment right now, because I know I like you started off with one IMS or IMS, and then you, you branched out and you created ClickX based off of that idea. So how long did it take you to become yes. successful? Uh, guys, it's a great question. So <clears throat> what I want you to understand the key takeaway, whether you're in high school, your college, or you're working today, watching this or listening to this is what took one person doesn't mean that's what takes somebody else. All right, so there's no like, hey, this guy took eight years to scale his company. So I'm at year one. I got seven more years to build. Um, it took me a very long time because I didn't know what I was doing. Right. Because every agency owner who is a tactician, like they, they practice this stuff. They know what they're doing in terms of how the work gets done, because I'm all about the, the coding and all of the things I was actually doing the work myself. So I did work a lot of hours because whatever business we got, I had to do it. And I started hiring people and things, but scaling a business is very different from that. So whenever, remember I told you I hired consultants and coaches and things like that. Those folks have helped me grow faster, but they never taught me what is the business side of things. So it's one thing to work on building a prototype. I think you guys are involved in some, some things like that to kind of create a product. It's, that's a different mindset and skill set to do that, to make that product sell a million volume. That's a whole different thing. So it might take somebody two years to blow up, get on Shark Tank and you make $10 million. It might take somebody 12 years to do that. Does that make sense? So it's completely different depending on what you're trying to accomplish. So when I started to figure out how do I scale this stuff, which is why 
everything about ClickX is about scaling is because I want to cut short the time so that they don't take 15 years like me to get to where I'm at. They get 10 months, 12 months, 18 months. That's what we're trying to accomplish. So that's a very good question. It's a different answer. If you talk, if you work with somebody who can get you there faster, they're going to get you there in a year, what it will probably take you eight, if you do it alone, if that makes sense. High School Not So Much A Musical is hosted by Ayush Agarwal and Nitin Jaldanki. Narration by Samhit Padala. Music from Louis Luang Relaxation Cafe, Tune Pocket, and Infraction. If you like the show, please recommend it to your friends and family. Thank you for listening and see you next time.